Aldous Harding, The Beths, Lord, Brood's frontwoman Georgia Knott, Tammy Nielsen, Robinson, Thea, Fraser Days, Miss June, Tiny Ruins, Nadia Reed. They're all female Kiwi musicians making their mark on the international music scene in their own unique ways. It's indicative of the current state of the New Zealand music industry, which every year dedicates the month of May to celebrating all that's great about Kiwi music. To mark the occasion, I'm sitting down with three very unique artists, and we're kicking off with the incredible Helen Corrie. Don't talk about the girl, let's talk to the woman. Um, just to, in your own words, explain who you are and, and what you've done. Yeah, sure. I'm a pop musician that found my feet in that sort of more electronic world after writing a folk album, after studying at drama school. I've got a real uh, love of the live performance. And I'm like a bookworm. I'm a nerd. I'm... A feminist. For a while New Zealand kind of had that reputation for having the female singer-songwriter guitar mm, mm. artist and you know amazing artists like Bic Runga, yeah, Brooke uh, Fraser, Brooke Fraser. Yeah. yeah yeah I and mean the Bic Runga, Brooke Fraser were my heroes and they were incredible you yes, know yeah. like that that was my my sort of adolescence after I'd gone through you know that sort of melancholy um, <laughs> era of loving Blink One Eight Two, yeah, um, and and finding uh, and finding a need to express those were the women who yeah. um helped me through you know my adolescence. Did it feel like it could actually be a career back then? I mean, I feel now because we've got we have so many young women making music mm. who have obviously been hugely influenced by the likes of Lords, mm -hmm. Success and yeah, yeah, yeah. And for many, it seems like wow, I can actually just be a musician mm. and have an international career. Mm. I imagine when you were at school, um, obviously Brooke Fraser and, and Bick Runga both had, uh, and they still do, fairly um, successful, very successful careers mm. internationally as well. Did it feel like it could be a career then or did it just seem like it's always going to have to be something that I just fit in around other it, stuff? It de music definitely wasn't the, um, the, the career path that I was gunning for. I I wanted to be an actress. Right. Um, music was going to help that. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it was another layer. Yeah. You know, I couldn't dance, but I could sing and act. Yeah, right. Um, so, so that was what that was what helped foster and keep me dedicated to to the music side of things. Music and drama within my school was amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, and I think that's one thing um, we do have a very strong history of in New Zealand are like initiatives through the school system like mm. your rock quest. Yeah um, definitely. We've at a point now where we've got a heck of a lot of great music being made in New Zealand mm. but it's only a small country. Yeah. We only have a few radio stations. Yeah yeah. yeah. Um, Everyone just needs to calm down a little yeah. bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also we've got an amazing Prime Minister now who really nice. supports the arts and music. Isn't so, she wonderful? Yeah so it's like it's a really good time to be I think a, a musician in New Zealand because she's really championing the local mm. artist and we are seeing so many successful international mm, acts totally. yeah. yeah so going back a little bit then you were obviously really interested in performing mm. and obviously you then found your way into I guess 
electronic dance music, that kind of scene, which is, yeah. is, is well, it's, it's very far from folk, isn't it? It really is, but I think what I'd learnt by the time I got to that point, I'd, I had graduated from drama school, I had made this folk album, which I didn't want to have anything to do with anymore, but I had discovered that what I love about writing music is that I can tell the story that I want to tell, and through folk music and and we and the telling of the story, um, I found quite a voice. Mm. And what I didn't like about a lot of the electronic and pop music that I was hearing was that there was no message, that there was. Um, that there was nothing of substance that I could learn from or engage with and that's something that I really wanted to bring to that genre yep. and um, and I wanted to comment and I wanted to challenge and so when this opportunity came up and it was just kind of a flukish oh Helen sings, Helen do you want to try and write something to this piece of music that we've kind of just put together um, with these guys, Jet Ski Safari, and I wrote Like a Lie for them, and it went really well. It was kind of like this, um, a little bit of a, of a light bulb moment for me, mm. um, where in terms of sonically as well, my the ideas and sounds that I had in my head were um, propelled into this universe of sounds mm. that I couldn't make on the guitar. Yeah. And that was really exciting for me, Re like yeah, really exciting. And I've been, I've been stuck in that um, the excitement of those sounds ever since. You are an artist in your own right as well, and you make music you know under your own name. Mm. How hard has that been, establishing a career? I found it particularly difficult because I think that of the success of my collabs, and I feel quite trapped by the expectation of. Um, what what people who follow me have already heard. Mm. So because I hadn't released anything under my own name before I was a feature artist, the expectation of what my music was going to sound like, I think, was already cast by yeah. mm. by my fans. Um, and so I've had to work quite hard at... I've almost kind of had to recreate mm. and ease people into the sound that I want to give them is. So a bit of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because you get a level of success, as you say, um, through a collab. But then to turn around and to have your own identity and to stand out as your own artist is a, is a difficult thing. We're heavily dictated by um, who will play us on the radio. Yep. You know, um, it's a huge key to, to success in New Zealand and there's not enough radio stations, yeah. you know, for 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 everyone to get a play. So our our New Zealand tastemaker station, if you like, is George FM, mm -hmm. which I guess is kind of the equivalent to Triple J yeah. in a way. It's where you kind of hope that you get championed because mm -hmm. if you do, you you know that you're kind of onto something because they discover music yeah. before everyone else. And then from there, I guess it's that crossover where you might cross from that. George FM sphere into like top 40. But that's that's easier said than done. <laughs> we do have a quota in New Zealand where they're meant to play, um, I don't even know. It's what, 5%. 5%. Only 5%. Yeah. 
And they struggled to meet that quota. I know. And then when you think of the likes of our really successful New Zealand artists, Broods, Lord, mm -hmm. um, 660, mm. uh, that's, our, that's the quota. That's the quota. Mm. So yep. breaking, breaking in and breaking through is, is the real challenge. What is the answer to that? Because I, this is something I you know, ask myself all the time as a music manager, as a music publicist, um, as a music mentor. I see so many artists and they bring music to me and some of it's so good. Mm. And I'm like, it's really good, but you know what? I don't think it's going to get played on radio. So you don't want to say, go away, give up, get another job, or go away, give up on your dreams. Mm. So what do you do and what do you tell yourself when you release a new song? It's, it's so brutal because I think... I still, if, if you, I think if you don't have a certain amount of hope or naivety or self-belief in, in the music that you're releasing, then you just won't do it anymore, right? Because mm. it's that hard. Yeah. And so every time I release something new, I'm like, this is the one that's going to take me, you know, out of where I've been for the last couple of years and just propel me into the, the years of the nation. And it never <laughs> happens. <laughs> and so you're kind of like, okay, pick stuff up, dust your stuff off, go again. And I often think about what it is, how to do it differently next time, what it's going to take. I think what I would love to see in New Zealand is a real surge in a culture of live music. I don't think that we go to gigs enough. I lived for five years in Melbourne and every second day I was going up the road to a pub paying five bucks and seeing a band that a year later was being played across the nation and breaking into the States. And these musicians are gig fit because they gig every second day around the city, around the country mm. and the whole city of Melbourne there's this culture of going and listening to live music. Yeah. And so these these artists, they test their songs, you know, they they know which ones are good, so then they go to the studio and then they record and then it's given to radio and and I think that culture really works. So onto the a little bit more oh, it's not controversial but it but it is an issue that sometimes we're a little afraid to speak about because of the nature of this industry and it is tiny that whole notion of women in music me being a woman and having worked in music for a while i also come from a media background i actually sometimes find the music industry even more brutal than the right? media yeah, industry yeah. Mm. it is probably i think one of the least progressive <laughs> industries mm -hmm. i do think there's change i do think we are a bit more mindful of it but i think some of the things i see some mm. of the things i hear mm. i do think how on earth do young women get through like how many times do you dust yourself off and just bounce back up and if you don't have good people around you or support it's a hard thing to ride through and mm. a lot of young artists don't have good support yeah. so how have you managed those types of things earlier on in my career i was quite naive to what was acceptable and what wasn't and I think I have recently learned to sort of stand up and say something. I kind of got a little bit tired of just having to ride the wave and not actually get what I needed or wanted mm. out of something that I was putting a lot of blood, sweat and tears into. So it was probably more about education for me, learning um, through other female musicians and um, talking to like-minded people about 
what what's acceptable. On to um, another topic which I wanted to raise. You're about to have a baby. I know, I'm five weeks away from popping. So that obviously must also bring with it challenges if you're a woman making music. I was quite fearful about um, announcing that I was pregnant. Because you were worried you'd lose jobs and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I was waiting for a couple of, um, of tours and announcements to be locked in before I let promoters know that I was going to have a baby. Yeah. I was quite shocked at, at um, my hesitation actually because um, I'm really proud that I'm making a human being mm. and there's no doubt in my mind that I can do both things. It, you raise a child and continue to make music and perform. I didn't announce till I was six months. Wow. Yeah and it wasn't until I had a really amazing conversation with my mum <laughs> who said to me that I'm the one that gets to dictate how people's reaction to my pregnancy goes. The reality is, if I gave people the opportunity to hesitate mm. around booking me because I was pregnant, mm. then they probably would. I, I mean, I know a couple of um, artists who recently had babies, and one just didn't say a word, just like, mm. you know, rocked up one day and was basically eight months pregnant, yeah. you know, and then I think that's the way to approach it. It's just yeah. like, well, women have been getting pregnant since, yeah, yeah. you know. And if you didn't know that I was, like, it hasn't affected my work for the last eight months, you didn't know, yeah. so. Yeah, no, I think that was a really, really good piece of advice from your Yeah, yeah, she's a really clever woman. Yeah. So one of the things I, I admire about you is that you, you've just made your way in the industry and you've obviously been very versatile because you've had to, so... Whilst, yeah, you're always sort of hoping that, yes, the next single is going to be the one that breaks through, you're still you're still doing what you do, mm. and you're still making great music, you're still performing live a lot, you're doing lots of different things, and that's the way that you've managed to maintain a career, which is what you need to do, right? Because to yeah. survive, you've got to do totally. lots of different things. And one of the things you've recently done is write a song for a movie, which is mm. super cool. Yeah. A really amazing opportunity, actually, something that I had always um, wondered how you get into mm. and um, and through I guess I'm quite business minded and through one of the other businesses that I have um, which was owning this bar a, ta uh, a location scout came in oh, right. and um, they wanted to use the bar as a as a shoot location and I said, oh, what, what, <laughs> need any music? <laughs> and so, yeah, thank you. Um, so I just gave them my Spotify details and they were like, hell yeah. A couple of my songs from the EP are in the film, but then they asked me to write four. It's brilliant. And it is, was just amazing. It was so cool. But you've got to be on the hustle all the time. You've got to be Hardly. thinking it on all the time. So go you for thinking about that. Thank you, Helen. Like, honestly, it's been so cool chatting. Such and, a pleasure. Um, I guess the next time we see you, you'll be on tour with the baby. little one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit scary. Honestly, like you said, you've navigated the music industry yeah, for this yeah. long. You're going to be fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> all the walls are starting to fold in. Make them out even where they begin And I'm not sure how to If the lights start to burn too bright They told me that's what knowing you feels like Will I still find you? If it breaks
sex will 